Welcome to Court and Call, a podcast by No Drama, episode 8. This week we have a fantastic radio play written and directed by Kieran Connolly. It's titled It's Still Me. It's performed by Elaine Carroll, who evokes an emotional and moving performance. Has a wonderful tagline, memory, once upon a time made real. Without further ado, No Drama and Court and Call present It's Still Me. They tell me that I'm old now. Perhaps. Who knows? It's difficult to say. But I couldn't be as old as they say I am, could I? I'll be going home soon enough. Or so they've promised. Came in here for a bit of a rest. But all I seem to do is rest. I sleep in a bed in a room with a solitary window and I look out through that window and I remember days, weeks, decades. All the same. No differ. I'm a traveller, you see. Not just any sort of traveller. I mean to say I don't travel by horse or donkey or plane or train. No, My travelling is far more conventional, perusing as I do through time. It is by its very nature a leisurely stroll, and I find myself meandering through the highways and byways of what once was. Maggerel. That's how he pronounced it. Maggerel. It was a Sunday morning yesterday or the day before and myself and my best friend Maisie decided to take a trip out to Hoth. It was a grand day and the summer was soon threatening. So off on the bus we went, surrounded by families and several people of a certain age. Their decades too numerous to count. Did they travel through time? These people of a certain age? Asher. You wouldn't know these things can be so unpredictable. Maggerel. Sure, he obviously knew what he was talking about. What with him being the expert and everything. And anyways, I was only 18. So what did I know? We got off the bus at Sutton, Maisie and I. Now, we could have gone all the way into Hoth, but Maisie suggested an adventure. She was always up for adventure, was Maisie. She was also fierce religious. Well, I mean, she must have been, because a week didn't go by without her visiting the priest in confession. 
I once asked her why she was going to confession so much. And she just smiled. She married an accountant. He's long gone. Worn out, I suspect. Anyway, I'd better hurry up with all this travelling because my son will be home from school and... I can remember the last time I saw Maisie. It was yesterday. No, it was... I, I really should start keeping a diary. She looked well, did Maisie. She was in her coffin, but she looked well. Although I don't think they got the colour of her lipstick right. Now, now, where was I? Ah, yes. So, hopping off the bus at Sutton, we got onto an adjacent tram. Maisie said that she wanted to go right up to the top of Hoth Head. She wanted me nearer to God, she said, smiling that smile of hers. What do you think confession is for? I didn't say. Some things are best left unsaid. We took a seat upstairs in the open air. And as the tram climbed higher and higher and the wind tossed our hair this way and that, and Maisie, with those sunglasses on her, was the living spit of Audrey Hepburn. I think she died yesterday. Audrey Hepburn. I saw it on the telly. Yes, it was definitely yesterday. Or some other day. Braid, look, you can see Braid! Maisie screamed from the top of the tram. Well, I looked down into Dublin Bay. No, not there, you gobda. Over there. Where? Over there. Where's over there? Behind Dunleary. Where's Dunleary? In front of Bray. Where's Bray? In front of... (laughs) The laughs we had. Although, I still think they got the colour of her lipstick wrong. Mackerel. Did you get your homework done, son? Good lad. Your dad'll be home shortly for the tea. Although he was here last night, son. He told me to stop crying. Wanted to take me to the pictures, he said. But I said nothing. I didn't know what to say. And besides, try as I might, I couldn't stop the tears. Mackerel. Anyway, the pair of us got off the tram at the top of Hold Head. I swear, we were up so high, I wondered if we were in heaven. Right, she said. Right what, I said. Hold is calling, she said. I am not walking all the way down there, I said. It's all downhill, she said. It's mild, I said. Be grand, she said. Be grand my backside, I said. Ah, you're like an old one, she said. Not too, not... Honestly, there were times when she could be so immature. And so we walked, onwards and downwards. Audrey Hepburn to the front, me to the rear. If she asked me to do it now, I'd be banjaxed. Not as young as I once was. And every night, he sits on my bed, wiping away the tears. Ma? Da? Ring a ring a roses. Ma? 
a pocket full of posies. Zella? I'll tell me, ma, when I get home. The boys, the boys won't leave the girls alone. My girl. No tears. No. Not today. We arrived. Hoth, and to her credit and displaying a remarkable and unprecedented degree of common sense, Maisie suggested that we should treat ourselves to two tubs of ice cream. And as we lay on the grass with the ice cream slowly melting in our mouths, we looked up at a clear blue sky and I found myself wondering if I had indeed finally made it to heaven. It was serene, it was peaceful, it was also... Maisie, would you look? Would I what? Would you look? Look where? The, the boats. What boats? The fishing boats. You mean the trawlers? I do, but, but don't look. You told me to look. Yeah, but now I'm telling you not to look. Why? Because they'll see us looking. Who'll see us looking? The fish people, whatever they're called. You mean the fishermen? Yes, those people. Come on. And with that, all hope of serenity and peace was abandoned. And I found myself getting dragged by the hand towards an adjacent quayside. Oh, the muscles on them. Would you look at the muscles on them? In fairness, Maisie had a point because as muscles go, they all looked pretty muscular and tanned and young. And I remember thinking about the Twelve Apostles. Some of them are fishermen. Did they look so muscular and tanned and young? Oh, truth be told, I should have been struck down there and then for thinking such thoughts. What a way to go. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned, but you may blame that mazy one for putting morality in harm's way. Would you like to swing on a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar And be better off than you are Or would you, would you, would I met a man yesterday, son No older than myself At least, I think it was yesterday Or some other day I was in hold with Maisie and the man was a fisherman. He was also your da. Oh, you'll like him when you meet him, son. Although perhaps you already have. You'll look just like him when you grow up. The living spit you'll be. Did you get your homework done, son? Oh, good lad. Your da'll be home shortly for the tea. Although he was here last night, son. Wanted to take me to the pictures, he said. But I said nothing. I didn't know what to say. And besides, try as I might, I couldn't stop the tears. Now, Maisie was nothing if not good at playing it cool. 
Walking down the quayside past men who were tending to their nets, she told me to keep looking ahead. But I could see out of the corner of my eye that the men had temporarily suspended tending to their nets, thanks to the sudden arrival on the scene of Audrey Hepburn. Transfixed they were. But, as instructed, I kept walking and walking and walking, being careful not to step in any of the numerous puddles that were to be found nestling serenely amongst the cobbles. But then the time came for me to stop walking. I heard laughter, men mostly, but there was definitely a female laugh in the mix somewhere. And turning, I saw that Maisie had abandoned me about 20 feet previously, her attention now focused on the several fishermen who were standing alongside her. In her element, she was, laughing and joking as she gratefully accepted a cigarette that was offered to her. And turning, her sunglasses still in place, she looked at me and smiled, and a discreet nod of her head suggested that I should look behind me. And I did. And he was there. Standing feet away, an eternity at most. He smiled and said, Hello. I think I most probably said hello. Maybe, not sure. I said something. I must have said something. I'm Harold, he said. And stepping forward, he extended his hand. And I did the same. And I also remember stepping to a puddle and and telling him my name. You're out for a walk, he asked. It was now time for me to play it cool, with a little bit of added sophistication thrown in for good measure. Just for the day, down down from the city, because, yeah, uh, just for the day, from the city. And you? Me, he asked. Not unreasonably. You, down city for the day? I said, asking the fisherman who was standing beside a boat in hold if he just happened to be in hold for the day. I, uh, I, you know, I work from here, he said. Oh, you work from here? Really? And, and what, what do you do? We go out on the boat and catch fish. Oh, really? Oh, um, you catch fish? What sort of fish would that be now? This time of year? Maggerel, mostly. Maggerel? Yes. Maggerel. Oh, right. Maggerel. Can I ask you something? He said. Of course, I replied. Can I take you to the pictures next Friday? (laughs) Oh, no, 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 I didn't say. And I also didn't say that I'd no intention of going to the pictures with a fisherman that I'd just met on a quayside in Hoth. Because if I did agree to go to the pictures with a fisherman I'd just met on a quayside in Hoth, me man dad kill me. I'd love to, I said. I smiled. And as I turned to walk away, he said, Owen, I promise I won't smell like this. Like what, I asked him. Like mackerel. He said. Later that night, I tell me man dad about the fisherman I'd met on a quayside in Hoth. Me dad sighed. Not sure why, but I think that's what dads do at moments of great importance. I think they get confused, you know, like 
Mummy Ma. She just smiled. At the time, I didn't know why, but in time, she would tell me about the look of determination I had on my face. I'd met someone. My future. And there was no turning back. And a year later, my dad would find himself walking his daughter up the aisle of Ockham Street Church. It only seems like yesterday. And in some respects, it is. I was all the style, my face half covered by a light blue veil that matched my light blue hat and my light blue suit. Maisie said that I looked like something out of Hollywood. And she was crying when she said it. Honest to God, you wouldn't know what to make of that one. And when I reached the man who was waiting for me at the top of the aisle, he turned and looked at me. And I swear, although he always denied it, there were tears in his eyes too. Not that the tears were sad tears, unlike a certain class of tear. No, these were happy tears. An acknowledgement to all who saw them that once upon a time rang true. In time, another time, my dad would himself become a traveller. And I can only hope that one of the places he visited was that once upon a time church on Ockram Street. The place where he kissed his daughter on the cheek and shook a young man's hand. And in the present, and in the past, and in a kaleidoscope of colour, I find myself returning to a distant quayside that's still rooted in the present. My best friend Maisie is there, still turning on the style and smoking that cigarette of hers. And as I walk up the quayside, I can see my son in the distance and beside him are his children and his children's children. And with the puddles around me growing ever deeper and darker, a look over my shoulder tells me that the fisherman is still there, smiling, always smiling and soothing an old woman's tears. Gotta take that sentimental journey, sentimental journey home, sentimental. That was fantastic. Very, very moving. Very moving indeed. And that was It's Still Me by Kieran Connolly. A big thank you to Kieran for submitting that piece. It was wonderfully written, wonderfully directed, and it's very moving. So we really appreciate it. A big thank you to Kieran. And a big thank you to Peter Blenner-Hassett, who conducted the sound engineering on the piece also. And Louise Dunn, who designed the poster that you all saw on our social media platforms for advertising. So thanks to Louise as well. And of course, a big thank you to Elaine for portraying the character so wonderfully. Just a reminder, something I always mention at the end of each podcast is about the fact that here at No Drama, we are always on the lookout for scripts and new talent for all the fabulous projects that we have in the works. And as I said, the last time around, this is our second year going in with Curtain Call. And with the success of our radio plays, we are happy to receive any scripts you may like us to consider for future episodes. This includes... Any actors out there, including our current members, that will be interested in reading and recording for future radio plays, you can contact us via email at 
contact at nodramatheatre.com. You can always drop us a direct message and let us know if you're interested. We're receiving some fantastic scripts and we will keep you posted on social media about what's coming up. Now, over the weekend was the deadline for script submissions for our upcoming Easter Spring Shindig. We did receive some fantastic scripts and we are looking forward to putting that on the 13th of March. Do keep an eye on our social media platforms as well for further information regarding the Shindig. And if you didn't know already, Court and Call is also going to be broadcast now on Dublin South FM 93.9. Our first episode, which we done back in October, was broadcast on the radio a couple of weeks ago. Last night, Hard Boiled, which was one of our radio plays a few months ago as well, was broadcast and it was really, really well received. That was directed and written by Johnny Shorthall. So thanks, Johnny. It's great to know that all of the pieces that you guys have worked on and even the people who participated in the podcast is getting some really good feedback and getting great reviews as well. We're also going to have some news regarding our upcoming production of Seminar, which is being directed by Karina, assistant directed by myself. Keep an eye on the social media outlets for that. If you haven't done so already, please check out our other episodes, episodes one to seven, our retrospective episodes, you could say. They are still online and available from all streaming platforms now. Keep the downloads coming. Stay safe, look out for yourself and look out for one another and we will be back in two weeks' time. Thanks for all your support and peace out.